The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Pulse of Finns Nation. I am your host, Louis Sung. I am joined by Ron Caniff. I am joined by Chris Early. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Well, doing good. I'm doing good, too. Uh, you know why I'm doing so good? Because the Miami Dolphins are the kings of the AFC East, and there is nobody else who even comes close at this point. I am so sorry. No, I'm not. To all Buffalo Bills fans out there who are currently questioning whether their quarterback is the guy or not, I, I don't think they're actually doing that. But it, uh, it's, Some, it's, some it's, of them are. But some of them are. They're but idiots. It's, <laughs> like, it's, and it's we have of, our own idiotic fans, too. We still have people out there that think Tua sucks. So This is true. This is very true. Yes, but uh, most of those people are on Twitter instead of the OnlyFans Discord server, which, by the way, you should all be joining and be a part of. It's only $3 a month to get some of the best inside information on all things Miami Dolphins with the three yards per carry crew, Simon Clancy, Alfredo Arteaga, Chris Kaufman, which, by the way, if you are listening to this on live on YouTube, welcome. We're glad to have you here interacting with us during the show. If you're listening to this afterwards, you might be listening to this on the three yards per carry podcast feed, which is going to be having this show on it from here on out so it's going to be it's really fun, great to be part of that i'm really honored to be a part of that whole thing so make sure you're tuning into us on all wherever you get your podcasts so guys the miami dolphins have a real opportunity here and i want to really get into this whole thing somebody on the only discord server i'm, just, I'm actually going to just pull this up really quickly because i wanted to uh, make sure that this was pointed out so one of the things that we'll talk about, because when I said that we were going to be doing Pulse in an hour, well, uh, it was at Dol- it was Dolphin Dupree on the OnlyFans Discord server who said, I am hoping what happens is what happened during the Seahawks Super Bowl run, where they looked pretty good before the bye and then exploded, starting to blow out a lot of teams. Miami has a real opportunity here to do exactly that with the fact that the, the teams that are on their schedule right now, they're going to be going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. Why do I keep hearing Star Trek in the background? It's like I, like, I was wondering the same. Alien frequencies open, Captain. <laughs> That's my, Duke's my notification ring. Phone? Okay, That's my notification I thought it was. Ring. I thought it might have been wrong because I know Aurora, was, open a channel. <laughs> Alien frequencies. <open. laughs> uh, like so, it's, I, I apologize, folks. This is what happens when Star Trek comes in. Like we're all a bunch of nerds well, at heart. We yeah, really especially are. me and Duke are huge Trekkie. I don't know. We haven't really discussed much of your trek fandom lewis i can never figure out whether how much you like it i mean i listen i was the one who told you to go watch deep space nine i think that's the best star trek series that okay, there is have you, have you have you have you started yet have you given no. have you opened that no hadn't even opened i actually completely you, forgot you gotta open but you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna open that can of worms and oh yeah i'll be into it, it. Oh, you're yeah, gonna, yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, I, I can't actually miss the last episode. I have to go back we, and see what I missed. We better quickly get to the Miami Dolphins before we lose uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the few people that are, are watching. Well, Daniel Berry Sports highlights, as always. Yo, yep, yo, to YouTube, my friend. All right, let's get into some Dolphin stuff. But before that, really quick, just want to mention, as always, this show is brought to you by our good friends over at prizepicks.com. Prizepicks.com is a revolutionary fantasy platform where you can now pick up to six different players across professional professional sports leagues whether that is the nfl or the nba or the mlb or the nhl or even if you're into some esports it's all up to you to decide how you want to play it 
Just choose whether your chosen players will get more or less than their projected stats. Today is Taco Tuesday, so you have some special promos going on there. They often have Flex Friday specials every single Friday, which means you can either multiply the amount of money you can normally win, or you can get your money back up to $20. In fact, last week, they actually had a $50 special, which means that if you manage to get all six of them right when you bet that $50, you can get $1,250 back for winning. And if you lose, you just get your money back. There's no reason not to do it at this point if you're any kind of fantasy sports fan. So use the promo code FIVE, that's F-I-V-E, and they will match up to $100 on your initial deposit when you sign up. That's promo code FIVE, F-I-V-E. Go to prizepicks.com, deposit $100, and let PrizePicks give you 100 of their dollars for you to play with and get started winning today. And this show is now also affiliate sponsored by my Nintendo store. So my Nintendo store is there for you to be the ultimate gateway to the Nintendo world of gaming. Let's face it. We've all shown that we are gamers at heart to some extent. There are so many people that even there, there's nobody on this earth that I truly believe has not at least heard of Mario and Luigi for nearly 50 years, creating all time classics. Nintendo has that are remembered by every generation growing, uh, growing up. And Super Mario RPG right now is a classic from the days of Nintendo 64. It is being completely remastered from the ground up and will be releasing on November 17th. That's three days from now for new audiences to enjoy Mario's first ever RPG adventure all over again. And also out right now is Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which is the latest awesome game that has been coming out for the Super Mario Brothers and is receiving rave reviews already from both critics and actual gamers alike. Just click the links in the description below this YouTube video to order or pre-order either of these awesome titles and you'll be receiving bonus items upon making your purchase. My Nintendo Store, your best and quickest gateway to the world of Nintendo. All right, so... Let's get into some actual Miami Dolphins stuff here. So I already did my uh, Finns Nation recording, which will be re- premiering tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. And I just went ahead and said it. The race for the AFC East is already over. The Miami Dolphins are going to win the division. There is no contest at this point. The only thing that could derail it, and again, knock on wood, we've been doing well so far, something happens to Tua. That's the only thing that can stop the Dolphins from winning the division at this point. If something happens to Tua, then all bets are off. But if Tua plays the whole season, which so far he's shown that he's he's doing everything he can to stay healthy. Every time I've seen him hit the ground, it hasn't been a bang on the helmet. He's been doing his jujitsu rolls. He's been he's been perfect as far as taking hits and being able to get back up again. So it has been an amazing experience to be able to watch this. I feel like we now have th- there's no questions left whether or not Tua is the franchise quarterback. That was the last thing, right? Whether he could stay healthy the entire season. He's doing it as we speak. He's all that stuff that people mocked him for. Oh, jujitsu, what's that going to do for him? It's doing a lot. And other, I think other quarterbacks are going to start taking martial arts now just because they want to protect themselves more. I do agree that this offseason, you're going to see a move to that from some, some of these guys that realize, hey, you know what? I'd like to not bash my head on the ground every time I fall. I do think it it actually helped. I wasn't sure how much it would or not, but it clearly has helped. Yeah, and a lot of people say, here we go. Fin it to win it right there. Game over, AFC East champs. We're playing for the number one seed. I don't think we're going to get that far. Kansas City still exists, unfortunately. Yeah, Kansas City still exists, but they're not the same Kansas City. And we lost to them, but their their schedule coming up isn't, like, super easy either. So, uh, yeah. I I don't know, man. uh, for me, just for it's only I only have this rule for Kansas City at this point. I have to see it to believe it. Oh no, I understand, but it's I don't. It's not a lock. Like Kansas City is this year is not a lock for the number one seed. That they're they're most likely to get it. They're not some kind of lock at all. No way. So, but that's what I've been saying is I think that the AFC East is basically Miami's to lose at this point. There's no, the only thing that's going to throw them off is if something happens to Tua. And I'm sorry, Duke, I cut you off. I saw you open your mouth and then I started talking again. That's fine. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think it's either Kansas City or Miami um, to get the number one seed because the AFC North is, is a, is a freaking gauntlet. It's, uh, it is, uh, if the Bengals win Thursday night, every team in that division will have a record of no worse than six and four. Yeah, that's crazy. So they'll start to beat up on each other a little bit. They're going they're going to clear each up. other out. So they're not going to get yeah. the one seed. However, if Baltimore remains on top, they're going to be tough. They might get that one seed. But I, just, I think there's too much attrition there between the, in the, within that division. And right now the uh the 
I don't know about the AFC South. I mean, yeah. the Jags and they—they they just haven't looked good at all. Like, like no. when I say they, they would be. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has not looked good. Like he has not been what I thought he would be. The Jags haven't really been fantastic, and they're in a real bad division. So they are, but they've also got the, the Texans that are up and coming. Who are, if the playoffs started today, would be They'd in be the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, very, very good. Um, I know living here in North Carolina, there are a lot of people who are um, wishing that they had taken Stroud over Bryce Young. Although um, can't really say he's got a lot of help right now here in Carolina, but um, yeah, I think. Between it's going to be between Kansas City and Miami because I think the paths for them to get that number one seed are clearer than the other two division opponents. And uh, I want to go ahead and I want to bring this up as well because if we're facing if we're going to be going up against the number one seed, we're trying to figure out if we're going to get there or not. I again, I personally don't think so. I would love to be proven wrong. Is like, I, I every time I've picked the Dolphins to lose. It's not because I want them to lose, obviously. It's not like I take pride in being right. Although I was right about uh, one thing, and I'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, Cap for Life, uh, haven't seen him for a while. Welcome back, sir. Someone please explain to me how the Broncos beat the Chiefs and the Bills. Great bye week. Felt good to sit back and watch the carnage. Yeah, I mean, that that the carnage, by the way, the carnage that I'm going to be talking about, I just, I don't know. I just found it rather enjoyable to watch just the life drain out of Kyle Brandt's face live on television (laughs) during the Manning cast. Ron, I know you said you didn't watch anything. You said you didn't didn't. watch any highlights. I I didn't even know there was a Manning cast. So so. the Manning cast, you got Peyton, you got Eli, and you got Kyle Brandt. The Broncos are rushing onto the field to be able to kick the field goal that would ultimately win them the game. They are literally just one point behind. So, they have the clock is ticking. They're doing what, what? What's it called? I remember what is it? The shotgun field goal, Duke. I don't remember what they uh what they were calling it. That's basically you're running. Uh, the field yeah, field they got something like that. So they are trying to rush to the. They're trying to rush onto the field, kick the field goal because they have no time left. And the I think it's I think the kicker's name is Will Lutz. So he misses wide right on a 41 yard attempt. And Kyle Brandt's like, yes, uh, they love, he missed, he missed. Yes, he's so happy. He's so happy. And then a flag flies. And that flag, you know what I know what that flag is? They, the Bills had 12 men on the field. <laughs> the, the Bills had 12 men on the field. And Kyle Brandt's face <laughs> goes from to, oh, and he's like, he, and then they do the replay. They say he starts counting one, two, three, four. Yes, that, yes, you watched Sesame Street growing up. Well done, Kyle. And so, he yeah, he's a, he's a he's fake like, Bills fan anyway. He's really a Bears fan who got tired of hating the Bears, so started rooting what? for the Bills. Yeah, Pretty yes, that is a hundred percent true. Oh, he's a I'm fake not. Bills fan. Screw that guy. Okay. If, uh, <laughs> if <laughs> sorry, I'm not a fan of his at all. If uh, if the the phrase "that's so Dolphins" had a facial expression, that was it. <laughs> what, Kyle Brandt's just like the, yeah, the, the like of all the, of all the, the moments. Of all the moments that the Dolphins have had over the years where like, yep, that's so Dolphins, that facial expression was it. He was he was just heartbroken over that. I don't know. Maybe he maybe he are you sure he's a fake Bills fan? Maybe he can you can be a fan of both teams, you know. Yeah, whatever. Hey, you, you pick a team or you ain't a, t- a fan of any team. I see Alpha on there. Uh, Dolphins win next five. Bills lose two games in the next five. Fens clinch AFC East title with three games to spare. And also, Alf, uh, why aren't you here on the show instead of just commenting <laughs> in the comments? I, mean, but... I, I would assume there's some things going on only Fens that he needs to be a part yeah, of. But if there probably. isn't, he is absolutely free to join. The link is there in the uh, in the Discord server for the Five Reasons Sports Network. Or, or if you a... want to, Ron, you can email it to him as well. I I, I know that there's like a, a thing that we have to send it to him because I guess there's like a glitch in the Discord links. I don't know. So, he can he can uh, message me if he wants me to do that. That's that's a good segue into what happened with this weekend. Um, I'm never a fan of the bye week just because I I enjoy watching the Dolphins play football, and I don't like it when I don't get to watch the Dolphins play football. So uh, I didn't really watch much on Sunday. I did tune in for the Sunday night game, and then the Monday night game for a little bit, but. Uh, Aside from the Pittsburgh Steelers winning, everything went the Dolphins' way. 
So if you can win a bye week, the Dolphins did it. Uh, the <laughs> Jags lost. The Ravens lost. The uh, uh, Bills and the Jets both lost. So um, just a lot, of, a lot of positive things happened for the Dolphins. You know, the, probably no team scares me less than the, the lucky-ass, phony Steelers. Um, the team, the team that people should be scared of that no one is talking about. And I think people just don't want to talk about them because of who their quarterback is. And I don't want that team doing good is the Browns. No, I absolutely probably have the best defense in the NFL. They probably have the defensive player of the year in miles Garrett, and they would be the team. I would not want to face Ron. I agree with you on them having a good defense. Deshaun Watson is washed up, bro. He's awful. He's he's bad. He I is so bad wanna, that I wouldn't want to play that defense. That's the thing. I, I just wouldn't. They they seem to manufacture enough offense to win. But you know where it would be a good uh, if you want to face that team. You want to face them in Miami. Oh, we want to face anybody in Miami because so, I mean we're just a different team um, than Miami. I, I just wouldn't want to face them in Cleveland. Yeah, and and they're they're a, a team that's them and the Ravens are a team teams that are built kind of a postseason play with strong defense and running games, strong running games. They're the kind of game time teams that win in December and January. So um, the good news for Miami is it looks like that Miami has a team like that as well. I know that, uh, you know, the offense is intricate and there's a lot of motions and all that, but when it all comes down to it, the defense is playing better and the running game is one of the best in the, the league. We're getting a Chan back. So, uh, this is going to be a Miami has a team that can can play December football, uh, unlike in years past where they were very pass centric, and those types of teams don't typically do well when they have to go into either cold weather climates or they they're playing the tough defenses, um, and uh, so I think uh, I think Miami is getting there. So that gives us some positive something positive to look forward to in the the later second half of the season. And uh, for those of you who are listening to this after the show is live on the three yards per carry podcast feed, y'all are getting some bonus three yards per carry in the form of Alfredo Arteaga actually joining from his almost finished studio. Hello, Alf. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Um, I'm doing awesome. And after this weekend, how can you not be? And after last night, my God, like. (laughs) That was still. Was last night. Last night felt like winning the Super Bowl. Just because, just by proxy of Bills fans suffering, it felt like just the just the the general suffering that was going on on because they're all on Twitter, by the way. Okay, <laughs> having and a meltdown, having complete and total and utter meltdowns all over Twitter, but nothing, and I mean nothing is put as I've seen it about three thousand times already. Like at some point, I got to stop watching it. I don't need an intervention. But <laughs> the video of Kyle Brent on the Manning cast That's is the greatest thing you have ever seen. Okay. Cause I got, I got everything. Everything is there. Okay. Everything, everything you could possibly want is there. Did you guys see, you guys seen the Godfather, right? Yes. You've seen Godfather two. Yes. Okay. In my opinion, Godfather two is probably the greatest movie ever created because every single emotion is in Godfather 2. Like, you have absolutely everything, okay? This is like that. You get everything. He is not only haunted, he is upset. Then he starts to cope. Then he forgets how to count. And then now he's acting, and now he's just sad. (laughs) He goes from elation to cope to sad, to lying, to acting, to just utter devastation. It is just awesome to watch. And I know that he, you know, he's a pro. You know, he's a he's a he's a TV guy. He's an actor, yeah. You know what I mean? But good God, did he get caught in the perfect moment last night? My God, did he get caught in the perfect moment? And by the way, he's a Bills fan because Josh Allen was gracious enough to to be a guest host on his podcast continuously. So you know, Josh Allen did him a solid. Like, imagine, like, 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 imagine if on three YPC, I could get Tua to do a show once a week with me. Tua will make me a multimillionaire. Simple as that. 
He used to well, be a Bears fan, though, Alf. Before he yeah, was, yeah, so. but Josh Josh Allen made him rich and yeah. famous. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Good. So it's like I, I hope say, I he, hope the Bills he has like lose a sense of loyalty. <laughs> he has a sense of loyalty to to them, you know. But there was a lot of realizations that came to last night. Look, I think that Josh Allen's a really, really good quarterback. I've always thought he's for, for sure. He's he's an elite quarterback, but there's no way you could watch him this season and not think he's regressing. You get, the problem is that we're Dolphin fans, so we remember the game against the Dolphins where he was perfect. Watch every other game. He's a disaster. He was an unmitigated disaster last night. People are saying, oh, but he brought him back and, and got them the, the game-winning touchdown. He didn't throw a single pass on that drive. Not a single pass. It was four James Cook runs, and then he ran it in from the six-yard line in. So he was awful last night. He was awful against the Jets. He was bad against Tampa Bay. He was really bad against the Giants. He's been bad for most of the year. And they decided, look, after the 13-second fiasco, they decided to scapegoat their special teams. No, their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. Their offensive coordinator, Dorsey, got fired. No, but I'm talking about the 13-second fiasco when they lost to Kansas City. They fired their special teams coordinator. Okay. Then the following year, when they lose to Cincinnati, they scapegoat uh, Leslie Frazier, and they fire the defensive coordinator. Well, although they say, oh, it's a leave of absence because they didn't want to fire a legendary coach. So Sean McDermott takes over. And then today they scapegoat the offensive coordinator. So essentially they're firing every single person on the team except himself. I think he's getting fired at the end of the year, and then you know they're going to have a retooling period or a short rebuild because they do have a, go- a good quarterback. So. They'll be yeah. back sooner rather than later. But the Dolphins are going to have free reign here on this division for a yeah. little while here. I will, I, and I want to I want to say seven things real quick. I'm going to say them real quick. You guys ready? Okay, seven mm-hmm. things. Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins. What did I just say? That's the, the gauntlet that the Bills have to try That's, to run. Yep. The remaining and schedule for the Bills. It is five, five, <laughs> five of those are on the road. Ooh, man. And all they have to do, look, all they have, all the Miami oh. has to do is just keep beating up all these cupcakes, right? Because it's easy to do, right? Mm-hmm. So if they beat up the next five cupcakes and the Bills just lose two out of all those games, they clinch the division and it's a wrap and it's over. And that's the thing is that we're looking at this Dolphin schedule right now. We're talking about going on our run. Dolphin schedule is it that's exactly what it is it's basically cupcakes for the next five <laughs> games the raiders are i'm sorry i know i I, li- I did listen to y'all uh to you guys on three yards per carry alf i listened to the simon saying i don't think he doesn't think the the raiders are going to be a, a pushover per se I, I i'm saying the raiders are going to be a pushover like i get they I have, think they have a pulse they have I, a pulse but in the end, Miami. Okay, will but be. the only reason they have a pulse is because they used the defibrillator and got rid of Josh McDaniels, which was causing cancer in the locker room. That's the only reason they're not dead yet. So that's that's why. That's why oh, I boy. called them. A, a, that's, I, I that's thought you were getting ready to make a really off-color Bills joke with your defibrillator uh, comment, but uh, I, I'll go I don't on. Even you were talking about the Raiders. I don't know how that would work, and somehow the fact that you do know what you're talking about, and I have no clue what you were talking about just now. <laughs> I'm sure some people are catching it, but we'll move on. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I, I, just, I, got you I just put two and two together. <laughs> no, that's not at all what I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh, All right. Uh, so the Dolphins schedule, um, Raiders, who I think we're going to make quick work of in Miami, especially. And yeah, I've seen teams that they get the interim coach, they get that spark. We've seen it the with Dan Miami, Campbell, and uh... it fades quickly. And this is where it's going to fade in Miami. Yeah, let's play... let's be real about this. They face Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson. Yeah. Oh, it's not, in... so it's not Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> they're in for they're in for a rude awakening on Sunday yeah. when they now they play a real team offense. and a real yes. quarterback. Um, and then the so the Dolphins have the Raiders, the Jets away, Commanders away, Titans at home, Jets at home, the Cowboys. No, yeah, Cowboys at home. Wow, three home games. Three of our last four are at home. Uh, Ravens away. That's a real tough one, no doubt. Ravens, I and then the Bills. So I, I like our schedule better than the Bills in regards to the division. That's for sure. No, Dolphins can go on a huge run right now. And this would be – and, and, and for all the talk that people have about Dolphins not beating any good football teams, Bills and all these other superstar teams are losing to bad football teams. So I don't want to hear it. 
Lewis, that's what I've been saying. Everybody talks about how the Dolphins don't have a good win. Okay, well, I can point to you every team in the NFL, even the the real good ones, that don't have bad losses. Where's the Dolphins' bad loss? We don't have one. We don't have a loss to a team we shouldn't have uh, that we should have beat. Every other team, including the Eagles, all have losses to teams they should have beat. And Cap for and, Life says that Danny DeVito was bad. The Giants are in trouble. I'm, okay, <laughs> Danny so, DeVito. The, 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 uh, is that <laughs> okay? Yeah the uh, the only t- game that was really close was the Chargers game, and they're not necessarily a bad team. Uh, they're a talented team. I think they're a poorly coached team. But, I mean, the Dolphins beat the Broncos by 50 points at home. Buffalo loses by two at home. And when you talk about Josh Allen, no play encapsulates him more than the interception he threw at the end of the first half. That cost the Buffalo Bills three points. Uh, the, uh, the Broncos got three points out of that, I believe. And they ultimately won the game by two points. So that it, it, that was just a bad interception to the point that if Tua made that throw, right. it would be global news, yeah. like breaking news on, on whatever news station you watch. It would pop up. It would over-regularly schedule programming to show that interception from Tua. That's how it would be. So that's how bad it was. So uh, – no, I, I I look at the soul situation. I said it in the Finns Nation part of uh, my recordings earlier today. I just said straight up, it's like, for some reason, Tua is not allowed to have bad games. I feel like he's allowed to have bad games. And so is Josh Allen. Josh Allen is also allowed to have bad games. But he's Good only thing, allowed to have... Because he, he, he's had a share so far. Josh Allen <laughs> is only allowed to have as many bad games as Tua is allowed to have bad games. So that's the way that I look at it. If oh, well, he's had way Tua more than slack, that. Josh Allen doesn't deserve any slack either. You know, I have a theory on, on Josh Allen. 2021, and I despise this 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 stat because it's it's essentially a dumb stat, that almost interception stat, which is the turnover worthy play. Like that is just dumb. It's a dumb stat. But in 2021, you had a lot of luck in play for, for Josh Allen. He played extremely reckless that season, and he got away with absolute murder and gay and had an, an awesome season. I think that that's been ingrained in into his brain at this point, and he thinks that 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 style of play is just normal. That interception that Duke was talking about right before the half, nobody on the planet should make should attempt to make that throw. Uh, I was asked, uh, oh, but you don't think that there's quarterbacks that can make that throw?" And I'm like. Yeah, with a with a rifle and a bullet. If you want to shoot Gabe Davis on the sideline, you could hit him. But now with a football from twenty eight yards away, like that's an impossible throw, especially against that coverage. Like the 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 corner is carrying the the receiver up the field, and you have the safety over the top. It, they're essentially squeezing him out. He's dead. Like you, you're not throwing that ball there. And Josh Allen, for whatever reason, has it in his head. It's beyond gunslinger. It's just dumb. It's, it's, you know, because there is such a thing as a gunslinger. Brett, you know, Brett Favre was a gunslinger. Uh, Tua is a that, gunslinger, Alf. Just yeah. doesn't have a doesn't yeah. have the. Tua is daring. The, the definition of a gunslinger is just an aggressive quarterback, a guy that will take some chances. That's not taking chances. That's suicide. Well, I was what Josh Allen did was suicide. That's not taking chances. Yeah, you know? and I was talking with someone about it, and I was like, that that's a, that's a throw you see Zach Wilson or Mac Jones throw. Yeah, like, look. Not Josh taking, Allen. Yeah, like taking a chance is, is going to the casino and like let's say you could afford to lose a thousand and you say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna bet maybe fifteen hundred, maybe two thousand. Okay? That's taking a chance. That's being aggressive. Being stupid is saying, All right, I'm gonna mortgage my house and I'm putting my entire house on this roulette wheel here uh, at thir- on thirteen. You know, like that's just that's suicide. And that's what Josh Allen did. Like he's just he plays absolutely dumb at times and i don't know what what it is and if he keeps doing it we're just gonna have to change our opinion of him well eventually that, right alf it's actually interesting because when i uh when you referred me to rock power port for the behind enemy lines portion of finn's nation or you you told me to talk to this guy he had actually given me a little bit of a background and i'm sure that maybe you guys have talked about it before in the past maybe with all the times you've talked to him but 
Josh Allen has this like this weird mental block in his head where he has to feel the need to play hero ball because it goes all the way back to when he was playing at Wyoming. Like if Josh Allen was not superhuman capability kind of co- player at co- in college, his team did not win. And so he's kept that mindset. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point and it works everywhere i write summarizing a doc only took one click when everyone uses grammarly everything just makes sense Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Into the NFL, acting like if things start going wrong, then Josh Allen starts trying to be superhuman and start doing things that normally would be very ill-advised in the hopes that it will break something open. And so... He just kind of says, "Screw it. We're if we're gonna we're we're gonna lose either way. So I might as well try to do something miraculous and see if I can make a miracle happen." Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But you know, at some point, like that has to end, right? You know, Does it? Uh, although for <laughs> for the Dolphins, you know, I hope it continues forever. <laughs> you know, for Miami, the Josh Allen's struggles right now. It's 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 a perfect storm. Miami's getting healthy. Uh, we're probably not going to see Robert Hunt okay, based on what Mike McDaniel said during the press conference. Um, I, I did say on Finns Nation, I don't think they need Robert Hunt this week. They, they need to have some healthy players. Max Crosby's no joke. But they need they him for need... next week against the, against the Jets. They absolutely need Robert Hunt because Quinn and Williams is the guy that can short circuit a, a game from the inside. Although he's not having a great season this year, you know? And that's going to be an interesting game, man. Giant Jets, Bills. Like, I don't even know who the hell to root for in that game. I, I still root for the Jets just because probably, I, I'm, I, 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 I have a lot more. I have a lot more faith in uh, the Dolphins beating down Zach Wilson or a uh, half uh, half uh, one legged Aaron Rodgers. If he somehow miraculously comes back in December. No, that's nonsense. He ain't coming. Back. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say that he would. I just said somehow miraculously he does. So, in any I case, think he's make, I think I have a theory on him too. I think he's just making content. I think he's running out of stuff to talk about on Pat McAfee's show. So he keeps doing this. I think he's doing it to keep the morale of the team up. That's what that's because what I'd I say. Think, in in uh, only yeah. in OnlyFans. Yeah, well, you're right. Uh, that's that's pretty much how I see it as well. I think he's he's trying to keep up the morale of the team because imagine if he says, "Look, I'm out. Okay, I'm done for the year." Everybody's going to look at what they have and they're going to say, my God, you know, we're headed for like, you know, a disastrous season here. This guy's absolutely terrible. And then nobody went out and got anybody to help us. They that, didn't go get Josh the Dobbs. Yeah. That's the thing, man. And you, and you watched you watch Josh Dobbs lead the Vikings with two wins after getting there on the trade deadline. Played well yesterday. He came. They had some stat I heard on the Red Zone channel or something that um, it has been like 20 or 30-something games that the Saints have not allowed a passer over 275 yards, and he was like seven or eight yards shy of that yesterday. So 
you're a Jets fan, you're thinking, well, here's this guy. He got traded at the beginning of the season, goes to the worst team in the league, plays halfway decent there, gets traded again to Minnesota, and he's playing well, got them in the playoff race, and we're stuck with Zach Wilson, and you didn't go get this guy for peanuts. And, uh, yeah, so to, to add on to no, and, and a lot of And a lot of their, their chickens have come home to roost. I, I remember very clearly before the season when everybody was talking about and everybody was comparing rosters, and everybody, oh, Garrett Wilson is great. He's better than Waddle, this and that. And I kept trying to tell everybody, or in this case, it's become more of a warning. The rest of that wide receiver core was absolute garbage. Because it's the Packers wide receiver core. It's the Packers wide receiver core. They essentially moved a bad wide receiver core or an aging one because Randall Cobb was good at one time, but Jesus Christ, man, you know. Mark Duper was good, but we're not going to start him on Sunday against the Raiders, okay? They moved all of those guys that they were complaining about over to the Jets and thought that that was going to be enough. Because Aaron no, Rodgers wants his buddies. <laughs> That's the, it was all because of Aaron Rodgers. There's literally no other reason to bring those guys in. It's certainly not because they're talented. To, uh, to add to the misery to that, you know, some of those guys on Twitter – we're talking about, you know, when Dalvin Cook signed with the Jets about how Dalvin Cook would be our – he would be the number one guy in Miami and he's the number two guy there. The Jets this season have ten touchdowns as a team, eight offensive touchdowns. Raheem Mostert has 11 rushing touchdowns and, what, two or three receiving touchdowns? So uh, Raheem Mostert personally has outscored the entire Jets that's kind of scary if you really think about it. <laughs> that so is. That's why. So, so yes, that answers the question, though. I think we root for the Jets to beat the Bills because I have a lot more t- uh, confidence that Miami yeah. can beat New York than Buffalo. I well, and I and I said last week that this was the next big test, and I know this the Jets aren't a, don't have a good record, but it's a good. And, and Ron said this as well. It's a good defense on the road, yeah, in a hostile environment. Miami's offense hasn't done well uh, against that. Uh, so far this season. So if the Dolphins go in there and it's a, you know, they win 10 to three, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still got some concerns. If they go in there and put, you know, put up 28 points, um, you know, and, and, and all 28 offensive points, uh, that'll alleviate some of that concern, despite what the record, the, the record actually says. Um, but, you know, and, and looking at the Raiders, I'm not too terribly worried about their defense. Uh, their past defense is pretty good. Uh, but the run defense is not. So um, I don't want to get into zeros and heroes yet, but you can kind of know where I'm going with that. No, I think that I think you're absolutely right. It's the, the this is why I feel like the whole do the Dolphins need Robert Hunt this week? No, so it doesn't really. It's if if Mike McDaniel wants to continue playing this game of keeping players out to protect them from themselves, that's fine. This is the team that we can afford to do that with. Do we really need Robert Hunt, or can we get by with Lester Cotton? I think they can get by with Lester Cotton right now. Austin Jackson has a big test ahead of him. Obviously, Crosby is dangerous as all get out, but. Again, so with who, the way who, who who will the guards be this week? We know Cotton's, Cotton is one of them. We can assume Liam Eikenberg will and... play a left guard. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. still don't uh, get at least that's uh, that's how I see it. I still don't get Rob the Jones going to be out for a while. I still do not get the obsession with Liam Eikenberg. I really don't. I. <laughs> well, it's kind of really not a lot of options right now with Win and well Hunt yeah. and Jones all out. And you kind of run out of options. You're going to have to put Eichenberg. Well, according to the wire, I'm pretty, I've gotten to the point. I've gotten to the point where I think that the best possible lineup for the Dolphins on the offensive line is to just start Liam Eichenberg at center and play Connor Williams at left guard. And when Robert Hunt comes back, that's going to give you a really good tackle tandem. And a really good guard tandem. I feel like we've and been a saying guy that for who, a while, though. Who, and, and a guy who's actually been kind of competent when he's played there. Remember, this this guy never played center before, and they threw him in against Buffalo, of all people. You know, he's improved since then. I think that yeah. that's that's probably their their best five. You know, we we always hear about talking about the best five. I think that's the best five. And and I will say that I don't think Kendall Lamb would be a good option at guard. I think he's a tackle only. 
Well, he straight up said outright, like, hey, I, I'm not going to be good at guard. Don't put me at guard. So I, I don't know why we're, we wouldn't. Yeah, he told me that. At his word. <laughs> but it sounded yeah, like. he told the, me uh, that. And, and he told Omar Kelly that as well. So. But it sounded like McDaniel was, had hinted that they'd been trying him out some there just to see how it goes. So interesting. Not everybody. Not, even McDaniel can make mistakes, which we have seen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I, I don't think that you have to have a lot of stuff go down before you, then you have Lamb at guard too. So let's just hopefully we can get Win Hunt back and uh, get our our full starting five linemen by the time. Uh, and what uh, you know, whether that's even Kendall Lamb at left tackle instead of Armstead, I kind of look those at those guys. Not that they're interchangeable because they're they're equal. They're not. But Lamb has done such a good job for us at left tackle, and I. I mean, we never know when Armstead's going to go out again, right? You just, don't, just don't. don't jinx it. I'm not jinxing it. I'm just being honest. You know, I said before the season started, my over-under for that guy for games was six. And it kind of looking like it might end up going that way. So uh, I, I'm fine either way. If if TA's there, great. That's, that's just butter on the roll. But <laughs> if he's not, we have Lamb. And you want to have Wynn. And Williams and Hunt and Jackson. That's by the time playoffs start come around. I'm hoping that's the combination at O line. And for now, they're just getting guys snaps, getting guys uh, work, and you know they make it work anyway because you know they just do a lot of things. Obviously, they run a lot of outside zone in regards to the running game. You know they can avoid running up the middle when they need to, and they can get rid of the ball really fast to avoid the pressure up the middle so that they're able to work around offensive line issues when they have injury stuff happen anyway. So I'm not super concerned with it. You know, one thing I'm really interested in seeing in this game is uh, Austin Jackson. There's going to have to come a point where we start talking about Austin Jackson as one of the better players on this team because he is having a monster season. And I think that this is – if you look at the roster, if you look at the, the schedule the rest of the way, I guess M- Micah Parsons is the other test. This, I think, is the best individual test because Max Crosby will play like 98% of the snaps, and he has a motor that never stops. In my opinion, he's the best edge player in football because he does it all. This is going to be a great test. If Austin Jackson passes this test with flying colors, that could have been his pro. that could be his Pro Bowl case. And who knows, maybe in even his all-pro case. Because a lot of these guys, you know how they vote? They vote by counting numbers. And if you look at Austin Jackson, the season he's having, he's having an awesome season. An awesome season. He's given up one sack. He's given up like six pressures. He's gone four games with complete shutouts. No sacks, no pressures. He's having a monster season. And it was good to see. Because that was one that we did not call yeah, and it's yeah. been a we didn't see that coming. <laughs> and, for, and forget the Pro Bowl and, and All Pro. Is the guy going to get an extension? I, I'm not willing well, to commit long term to him. You know that he might be playing his way out of Miami. To be honest, hate to say it, but might be the case. Well, remember they can always uh, they have options that there to keep them around for another season. You know. But but the fact that we're we're discussing Austin, an extension for Austin Jackson, if you if we'd have done this in July, I mean, how you hard would have would the to laughter have been? You would have to be clinically insane to say, "Oh, let's bring back Austin Jackson another season." Yeah, you wouldn't. Have, yeah, we wouldn't have thought that this summer for sure. No. I don't think. He's, look, I don't think he's going to be all that expensive, and they're going to be able to pay. Like, it's a simple. If you move money around, Emmanuel Ogba's money is going to have to leave the defense. They're going to have to uh, start switching some money over from the defense to the offense because uh, they got to pay some of these guys. It really is as simple as getting Emmanuel Ogba's money and splitting it between Robert Hunt and Austin Jackson. And there you have the right side of your line for the next three years. So it really is that simple. That That's something. Now, will they have to maybe sacrifice Connor Williams? Maybe. But they can also tag him, and the tag for a center is pretty cheap. The tag for a center is probably less than what he would want in an annual basis on his contract. So they have options. They have options. They're in decent shape going forward. 
Alrighty, so I want to get into uh, the actual picks for the Dolphins Raiders game. So obviously we've got a lot of things to look into here, and I'm going to have our behind enemy lines. I've uh, Ethan's got me set up with somebody very interesting that we can talk that I can talk to for this upcoming Friday show. But I want to go ahead and jump into the zeros and the heroes and start making the picks. So um, Alf, you're our special guest for today. Uh, who's going to be your Dolphins zero hero, and what's the score going to be? Well, I'll leave my, my prediction for, for my show on Thursday, but if I'm going to give you a, a zero and a hero, I'm going to give you – look, I don't I don't figure that Austin Jackson is going to dominate Max Crosby, but the Dolphins have a way of erasing pass rushers, and they actually do help their tackles a lot. I think Austin Jackson is going to play well. And maybe Max Crosby gets some some pressures, but I think he'll play well. And I, I guess he'll be the hero. I think at the end of the game, when you look at it and you see and you see that the offense was effective, once again, you have to think, look, their best player is Max Crosby. And if Austin Jackson did his job okay, just okay, then he helped the offense move. Uh, zero? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think uh, I see one on this team on this day. I think that's going to be – I think it's going to be a pretty smooth operation. In, well, zero in doesn't necessarily have to mean that the- – Zero doesn't necessarily have to mean that the player is going to suck. It's just more along the lines of they're not going to do as much as we expect them to. I think uh, Devon Achan then is my zero because I think that they're going to look at him and they're going to say, you know what? You know, we want to kind of save him too. So maybe we'll just use a lot of running backs and Achan is going to be more necessary next week against the, the Jets. So I figure, you know, now, he might get 180 yards on the 10 carries. Uh, two carries. Game, you know what I mean? Just 90 but, yard rushes. You know, but I figure you know, the guy does average 13 yards a carry. So, like, look, I'll predict, like, like wait, so I have him on my fantasy team. I'm not playing him because I think that he's going to get like seven carries or something like that, eight carries. They're going to ease him in. Nobody comes off of IR and they give him 15 carries, you know? So I think they'll ease him in. Maybe he does something in the passing game, but that would be mine. I would like to refute one comment that you meant. Uh, some Nobody comes off of IR or the pup list and gets 15 carries. Uh, I would like to raise one Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> he came well, back and they're paying him like a billion. They're they're paying him like a billion dollars, so they better give him the Better get out there. (laughs) All right. Uh, Duke, zero, hero, score, please. Okay, so I'm looking at my stats. Oh, yeah, uh, you had your piece of paper. Yeah, I I forgot you had a bunch of notes. notes. It's just mainly just stats. But uh, the Raiders are top 10 in several uh, passing categories defensively. They are at the bottom of the league in most rushing categories. So I'm going to say my zero for the game for not that he's going to have a bad game. I just don't think he's going to put up the numbers that we would expect. And that's Tua. I don't think he's going to have a bad game. I think it's going to be like a 250, two touchdown kind of game. It's not going to be a four touchdown, 400 yard kind of performance that we might expect to see. So I think he's going to be more of a game manager because the hero is going to be Raheem Mostert. I think he gets 20 carries. He's probably going to get 200 yards. Two touchdowns. The Raiders can't stop anybody on the ground. You're playing in Miami. They're wearing black jerseys. Wear them out on the ground. Jeff Wilson's going to get some carries. Maybe A-Chan gets some carries. Akameda gets some carries. But Raheem Mostert's going to do it. Um, I was thinking about this pick all of last week and then some of this week, and I think the Raiders have a little more life. I was going to go bold, and I was going to say that the, the Dolphins are going to pitch a shutout. Um I, I, I just think offensively, they've got some weapons, but they can't run the ball very well. Uh, Josh Jacobs is averaging 3.3 yards per carry. They're obviously not looking for Devontae Adams. They don't have anybody else really in the passing game. But I'm just kind of nervous to say pitch a shutout because they are playing a little bit more inspired ball. But I think the Dolphins are going to take care of business on the ground. Uh, I'm going to go like a 31-7 Dolphins. Mr. Caniff. I want to say some things here. I'm going to, I'm going to name you five things. You oh, ready? 
Okay, okay. here we go. More more um, more word puzzles. <laughs> all right, more word puzzles. Um, here we go. We've got um Mac Jones, Byron Young, um, Danny Dimes, Russell Wilson. These are an example of a lot of the quarterbacks that uh, Justin Fields that the Raiders have played. That's I think that's going into as much as to why some of their pass offensive pass stats are as good on paper as they look. Oh, I thought I just think they played a really bad quarterbacks. Talk about the Raiders. Wait, 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 Duke. I I thought Duke was talking about their defensive passing stats, though. They have played a lot of bad quarterbacks. Oh, okay, but you said offense. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? Yeah, they've played a lot of bad quarterbacks. I think that's really how the fact that Kansas City isn't really doing things on offense that they have been doing in the past. Um, They've played a lot of bad. Now, they did play Josh Allen, who is not having a good season offensively, right? So um, that I, that feeds into segues into one thing. Not that I wanted to disagree with Duke. That really wasn't the point of that. My point of this was this. My hero is Tyreek Hill. The man is going ham. He's pissed off that he didn't give the Chiefs that work, quote unquote. And he's coming in hot and he's coming in strong. And the Dolphins are going to be looking to come out of the bye week like they came out of the bye week last year. And that's run up the score high on a real bad team. And I understand the Raiders had a little bit of life because they had their interim coach, yada, yada, yada. We've all seen that as Dolphins fans. I don't think it's going to matter in this game, especially in Miami. So my uh, hero will definitely be Tyreek Hill. My zero is Alf zero. I agree that A-Chan is not going to get a ton of snaps. I understand that we didn't do that with Ramsey, that Ramsey came in and played the like every snap pretty much right or or uh played starter snaps so to speak uh but i don't think they'll do that with hn i think they'll give more work to mostert if if something were to happen like maybe they're just not having the success they'd like maybe they decide oh, let's work in hn a little bit here more but i i think they'll mostly shelve them maybe give them five or six carries maybe gets you know three targets or so something to that effect well, I'll say this. Uh, my fantasy team loves you guys' predictions for Raheem Mostert because I really need him to have a big game. I got oh, I got, I got, got trashed last week. Like, the, all of my players sucked. The the uh, the the um, Raiders are yielding 4.6 yards per carry. Uh, they've given up the most rushing yards of any team in the league. Granted, they've played more games. They're average. They're giving up 135.6 yards per game. I don't have Miami's rushing stats in front of me, but I don't need them to say that they're good. Yeah. Um, and so, and Mostert's got that speed. I mean, everybody, everybody forgets he's fast too. He's going to break one of those outside runs. They haven't ran the ball very well outside the past few games, and they've played some defenses that's made it tough to do that. I don't think the Raiders can stop that, and he's going to break one of those outside runs and he might get a couple of uh um couple of passes or runs yeah. excuse me no that'll work for me my uh, fantasy team thanks you for your for your service uh duke all right so for my zero and hero i'm gonna just go ahead and put it right here i feel like i i, I agree with the hero being raheem mostert i mean this feels like this is his game he's gonna obviously he hasn't been a he hasn't been lighting it up as much as we used to. Uh, Dolphin Danny in the chat. To, Dolphins need to rush for 140 yards. I'd be good with yeah. that. I, I think, think they'll they, get that. I think and absolutely do that. This again, like Duke pointed out, this Raiders team is not designed to stop the run at any at any point. So this would be a perfect opportunity for the Dolphins to be able to get their running game right again. Add 100. Add 240. 240 rushing yeah, yards. 240. So that would be a huge game for Miami. So I'm going to say the Raheem Mostert is my hero. As for my zero, um, actually, you know what? I'm going to break my own rule here, and I'm going to have two heroes real quick. I will will pick a zero. I promise you I'll pick a zero. But there's one more person I wanted to highlight, River Craycraft. I feel like him being back is going to be, uh, be a big boost 
for Miami's offense in the sense that there is nobody on this team at wide receiver who blocks better than he does. So all of a sudden, there's going to be a lot more opportunities for running backs to get to the second level because Craycraft is up there making a hole for them to run through. So I feel like with him being back, things are going to be a lot easier now for Raheem Mostert than it was when it was Robbie Chosen. or And as much as I uh, give uh, Chase Claypool, I, I, I give Chase Claypool some credit because he's been doing pretty okay. He's not going to beat out Craycraft when it comes to being a blocker. And I think, he, he, quite honestly, he could eventually overtake maybe even uh, if Braxton Barrios is really as banged up as we're hearing that he is, then he might, uh, then we might actually end up getting River Craycraft as number three wide receiver, which I'm okay with because he has a great rapport with Tua. Uh, yeah. Duke in the private chat mentioned this real quick. Ron, you didn't give a score prediction. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to give a score prediction. Um, I'll <laughs> say Miami 38, Raiders 17. Okay, are you in my head right now? <laughs> Why? Because I'll give my explanation. But yes, that was exactly what I was going to be picking for my score. But whatever, that's fine. Let, so, me, let, me, let me talk you out of 17. You ready? Okay. okay. Patrick Mahomes scored 14 at what was essentially a home game. And you have Aiden O'Connell scoring 17 in Miami. Okay, so I, I'll give my explanation as to why I say 17. Yeah, two will be sitting by towards the end of the third quarter. Game so you're coffee. saying it's a Mike White pick six. Mike White pick six. There you go. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So for my actual zero, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with the defensive side of the ball again. Uh, I personally feel like Bradley Chubb's been on a tear lately. I think he's going to dial it back. Just this is the, I have no actual basis for this other than just a hunch. He's been playing like a rock star this whole time. I think we're going to be getting a little more of a, uh, we're, what we're used to from Bradley Chubb, not great, not superstar level football. Again, I have no hunch. Did you guys do I'm, your, your- did you guys do your midseason uh, awards? Because we did ours on on our podcast. And we didn't do. Uh, he was consensus. Awards, no. Yeah, Bradley Chubb was our consensus defensive player of the year for for the Dolphins at midseason. So wow. yeah, he's had an an awesome season. I'm I'm just saying I'm my personal completely this out of the blue hunch is that he doesn't have a superstar game against the Raiders. I have no reason to believe that other than I'm just guessing, but I'm, I'm willing enough. To, I'm willing to admit that. All right. As for my score. Yes. 38, 17. The reason I say 17 is only because also, yes, I feel like, I don't know if it's going to be a Mike white pick six, but I think there's going to be a defensive touchdown for the Raiders in there somewhere. I don't know where, but it will happen somewhere down the line. So that's why I say 17 Raiders will score a legitimate touchdown on offense. They'll kick a field goal and then something crazy will happen. And the Raiders will score 17 points total in that game. So that's my prediction. I'm going to, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Any final thoughts? Duke, you look like you had a final thought. Go ahead. Yeah. I saw this on Twitter. The dolphins worked out some players today. Yes, um, I wanted to talk about that, but we were running out of time. Uh, go Bubba, ahead. Give the list. Bubba Bolden, uh, defensive backs, Bubba Bolden, Dave Cruikshank, and A.J. Moore, and offensive guards, Colby Gossett from Appalachian State, mm-hmm. Wes Martin, and Andrew Norwell. Is there any meat left on Andrew Norwell bone? He had a he had a good stretch last, last season, but he's coming to the end of it, but he's perfect for this system. Like, I'll like if he stepped in in a backup, you know, capacity and played really well, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised in the least bit. It's kind of like Justin uh, Justin Pug coming off straight off the couch, coming back to play offensive line for the Giants again. That was impressive. That was really really impressive. You know that that was that was one of the most impressive things I've seen all year. Was Justin Pugh? Oh, it's coming Pugh? off the I'm couch. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and he was a guy that I thought Miami might have even, you know, traded for at the at the deadline, but you know they stood pat. But Justin Pugh is like he's like a really really versatile guy. He could play almost everywhere, and he's perfect as a system fit for us. So, but that's for another day. Um, he's a guy to watch in the offseason as far as a free agent signing, as far as a backup. That would work for me. 
All right. That's going to be it for this show, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have not already done so, make sure you go to pricepicks.com. Use that promo code 5. That's F-I-V-E. And they will match up to $100 on your initial deposit when you sign up. There is still a Taco Tuesday promo for you to take advantage of right now as you're listening to this live. It'll be gone when you get the three yards per carry uh, feed of it later tomorrow. But it, you can go ahead and check that out. There's plenty of other promos you can check out on Price Picks, And, of course, my Nintendo store. Make sure that you're getting on over there. You can pre-order Super Mario RPG by using the link in the description of this YouTube video below. And, of course, Super Mario Brothers Wonder available right now. Some bonus items are available for you to go ahead and purchase with that link in the description. Once again, make sure you join OnlyFins because that's where you're going to get your best Dolphins talk. Don't waste your time on Twitter. It's just a cesspool over there filled with Bills fans. I, I don't think there are any Bills fans in OnlyFins. Uh, are there Alpha? Or do you are there any uh, lurkers in there? Nah, and if there were, we would sacrifice them. <laughs> we don't want your three dollars <laughs> burned at the stake. All right, everybody. Uh, no, if, if you control us on OnlyFins, we just you know we just ban you and take your your three dollars over and over and over again. Fair enough. All right. So for myself, Ron Caniff, Chris Duke Early, and Alfredo Arteaga, we thank you all so much for listening. We will see you all next week for another episode of the Pulse of Fins Nation. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.